man. I I cannot I cannot get enough of this Cantona speech. I'm gonna play it one more time. Yeah. That's the that's the best part. So the producer or the <laughs> presenter, uh, I mean, he asked for it. He he yeah. he asked him straight up, "What's going on through your mind right now?" Right. That is, is and and it's such a such a boilerplate question. It's a boilerplate so question, like, <laughs> but it, but it like given what followed, right? You were given yeah. Given when his ensuing response, was, like the question say. just seemed yeah. like on point, and it seemed like right. his response was on point. It's like you asked me what's going through my mind. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, Shakespeare. I think of King Lear. Yeah, I right. Exactly. <laughs> Here it is. See that was a, that's what I th- I think that was a fucking a Jeffrey Epstein reference right there. <laughs> Talking about the quest for eternal life. Yep. Fix the cells to the state he's that we al- become. He's, he's always been topical as Cantona. That's right. Yeah. Well, it was all yeah. very cryptic. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, as with anything today, these days, uh, yeah, cryptic just points to Epstein. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's the most yeah. cryptic story ain't, of all. Ain't that the truth? Hang on, play the rest of the thing. Ronaldo's face. <laughs> that's the best. I want. That's actually the quote to emblazon on the T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, wars will multiply. Crimes will multiply. What is it? Crimes and Crimes wars will multiply. Wars will multiply. I love football. I love football. That's the <laughs> that's the sequence. That was good, man. That was, as I've said, Bella Lagasse, the pull the string monologue from yeah. the Ed Wood movie. That yeah, is, give us give us some give us your no, Bella Lagasse. Give us your Bella Lagasse. No, first. but I mean, it was just like this series of <laughs> bewildering non sequiturs. Yeah, very cryptic. Yeah, uh, observations. These these. References that only he really understands. Yeah, but the the you know the mangling of King Lear. Yeah, up top was was also great. Yeah, that was just good. That was like one of the best speeches. And he's holding this weird, like the thing that they presented to him. Yeah, I don't even know what the what he was awarded at the ceremony yesterday, but it looks like a like a sheet of paper. It's like it's not like a trophy. It's like it's this like thin. It's like a record. They gave him like a UEFA's cheapest trophy. Yeah, well, um, yeah, no, it was good. Look, I, I have to say, I, I did understand what he was talking about. I don't think it was like what what he was saying wasn't total nonsense. Like, I mean, we all know that Cantona's a a big sort of wannabe philosopher, bullshit artist guy, and so he does he does this shit. And all he was saying was, you know, science is advancing, but we're gonna fucking kill each other, and that's why we should appreciate sport. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, he, and yeah, he had the King lyric quote up the top, which was maybe not totally I, relevant, but I think that all every every quote, everything he said in isolation makes sense. But I yeah. think that like uh, sequentially, yeah, and in that context, it's it's odd. But yeah, you, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a self styled philosopher, sure. But I. Uh, 
pull the strings. <laughs> That's what he should have said. It should have been a fucking Johnny Depp, like offstage, just like holding his heart, just enthralled with it. But yeah, I mean, he was, but he wasn't saying that. Like he said, the wars and crimes will multiply, but like we will become eternal. Yeah, isn't he saying that the science will fucking kill regenerate ourselves yeah. to the point that we? Yeah. Okay. So forever. Yeah, I may, mean, may, maybe the argument has some holes in it. I'm willing. I'm willing to concede that maybe it wasn't the most watertight. I liked it. I, I'm all for. I'm all for like sprawling. Yeah. Bewildering monologues, yeah. man. He's more than welcome to come on this yeah. show. You're a big fan of uh, ruminations. I like. We ruminate on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, we do. It's been a while since we've ruminated. It's yeah. been weeks. The national nightmare is over. Yeah. It's uh, quality service is back. Hell yeah. Uh, it's embarrassing how long it took, but. You know, so as I've always so said, this weeks. is not this is not a, a a poor man's men and blazers. It's just a poor man's podcast. Yeah, there we go. And so we we we're we can't we're literally blazers. we're literally running this like this this podcast is hinging on duct tape. I have I have tape covering Damn. the recording device. Shit, um, it's it's that's a real it's separating us from the abyss. We're, we're the FC Bury. Yeah, Bury. Yeah. We're yeah. we're uh, Bolton Wanderers yeah. here. Actually, we're still we're still alive. Actually, but um, Bolton Wanderers did. Well, no. then they got like a a two week extension. Oh, okay. right to yeah. get their their finances in yeah. order. Yeah, uh, or to huh. to prove viability. But yeah. uh, but Bury, shit, going down. Damn. And apparently, if they do want to come back up, they'll be in like. Some incredibly arcane ass league, like yeah. Northwest County. It's right, like it's right. yeah, it's interesting. But yeah. we're not going to talk about that. I'm I'm joined by uh, Aaron. This is Tom. This is quality service. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, yeah, but we're here to talk about the Europa League. Obviously, the Europa yeah. League draw just happened hours ago. Yeah, that's such a bleak affair. Coming on the heels, like. Being a fan of a team in the the Europa League, like the day after the Champions League draw is sorted, uh, it it's, just it's, it's it's such anticlimax in a way. I mean, it is and it isn't because it's more of a it's it's the hipsters league, obviously. And you <laughs> yeah. see that when I was like looking at the draw before, I was like, I honestly I'd never heard of some of these teams before. Oh no, it's like, all, it's like Ole- Alexandria. I'm like, yeah. what? What? Yeah, huh? it's uh, it's really you're really in the hinterlands. Yeah. Um, I will say our team, uh, Arsenal, they, they got a pretty favorable draw. I mean, every Premier League team, every team from a big league, you're going to like their chances to, yeah. to make it out of group in, in, in the Europa League. But I just think it's a nice draw in terms of travel. They don't have to right. uh, venture out to the the wilderness of Eastern Europe. And, right. Um, right. They don't have these trips out to Astana or yeah. Ludogorets yeah, or uh, Trabzonspor or just Belgium, Dudelange, Portugal, and uh, Quarabag. Yeah, it's not bad in Germany. Yeah. yeah that's oh, it's it's all very it's all very doable. I mean the um, the the Frankfurt match is going to be good. I'm, yeah, I mean I'm they made it to the semis that. last yeah, year, right? Yeah. So uh, they've lost their two best players, but right, um, right. Anyway, let's talk. Like that's enough of that shit. No. Uh, I was actually joking. We, we're not we're, we're not dedicating this episode. Well, I to want to fucking Europa talk about League. the Europa League, man. No, we're not. Like, man, you enough. have to man, you have to go to Kazakhstan. Yeah, man, you did get a uh, <laughs> they they got they got boned, man. They that was uh, that was funny to see the Kazakhstan. Yeah, uh, enjoy. Uh, no, let's yeah. let's talk about so the, about the champagne. Shit. 
fixtures. Yeah. The Champions League. Yep. Where we want to be as Arsenal fans yeah. next year. Where they will be, I dare say. Damn. Um, Keeping that preseason optimism going. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Why not? I, I like their chances. But I looking at this Champions League draw, Yeah. you know, the big takeaway, none of the the quote-unquote big clubs really are under that much duress. I mean, like, on yeah. paper, you like certainly all of the English teams, um, even Chelsea. Chelsea's kind of the wild card because they're, they're clearly very much a work in progress. But, right. you know, they got a nice draw. Ajax, certainly not as good as they were last year. Valencia, I mean, we saw that in the Europa Arsenal. Yeah, they were uh, hopeless. Dispatched them pretty easily. So, yeah. I... I like it's it's just it's set up nicely for all the big teams. The one group that stands out to you, if there is a group of death for me, mm. it's um, Group F: Bar- Barcelona, Dortmund, Inter Milan, and of course the the vaunted Slavia Praha. Yeah, Are you familiar? Yeah. I am. I am indeed a, hist- a great and historic club. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. That's 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 definitely a that's definitely the the they're top of the Czech league right now. Yeah. Well. I'm not surprised to hear that, but they, uh, <laughs> they, they must have won it last year too. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think this is quite as straightforward for Barcelona as people seem to be. I mean, not not the people. The people are saying yes, it's a difficult group, but you know, Barcelona are going to top it. I don't. I don't know. Like Barcelona have got this sort of fragility about them in Europe over over the last couple of seasons, and you know they want it so badly. And you know, obviously Messi did his big speech before the beginning of last season. Right, like, right. We're going for the prize. We've got to get it. It's so important. You know, Madrid have sort of done one on us for the last five years or whatever it is. So. Um, yeah, and, and to come up against Dortmund, Inter, obviously a sort of resurgent yeah. Inter, um, that's, that's not straightforward at all. I okay, think. yeah, I mean, that's, that's all fair, but they're going to make it out of the fucking group. Let's be real. Whether, whether like, it's first or second, I, Barcelona I, I, is not bowing out in the group stage. I, it's just I, not going to It would not happen. surprise me if they do. Uh, it, it would, would not it surprise would be, me if they that do. That would be they've shocking. Got, when is the last time that happened? They've, they've made reinforcements in... Essentially, two positions where they arguably didn't they're need to make fine. reinforcements. Even without their best player, they're still getting acclimated. They're going to be fine. Got- I actually, I think your your point about Messi um, and just the the notion of the team really being on a mission this year. I maybe I read too deeply into this uh, this sentimental shit, but I I do feel like when it comes to these competitions, how they prioritize it and how. You know how much it means to each club. Everyone, all these big clubs certainly want to raise that trophy in May. But yeah, um, you know, I think that there are certain clubs, and they're they're easy to identify, who are clearly very much all in on Champions League. It's, yeah. it's they they want to win it. It's title or bust. Anything short of that is a disappointment. And I think Barcelona is at or near the top of that list. Certainly, Man City. Um, I think this is going to be. I, they they want to. They want to complete the three-peat, win their third straight Premier League title. But I, you know, in their heart of hearts, I think this Champions League, it's the white whale. Right. They, I think that's just a slightly higher priority for them. And then, of course, um, Juventus. You know, I think those are the three teams, for my money, who are facing the most pressure. Yeah. Um, I think that each one of them, for Barcelona, you know, so their last title was 2015. And then before that, it was... They went in 2011, 2011, 2011, yeah, 2015. So yeah, it's like, you know, these like three to five year intervals, right? 
is kind of when it's it seems like it's Barcelona's time. I um, I I think, yeah, I I I think they're gonna they're gonna make it out of the group. I I am fascinated. I, I think, think about who yeah. you know either Dortmund or Inter failing to to make it to the knockout stages because I think they're both you know really quality sides. Um, we right. Looking, you know we were looking at the odds earlier, and you know all the usual suspects are at the top. Man City is the the favorites. This is according to uh, you know I've never known how to pronounce this company the the betting site B W I N. Is it Win or is it B W I N? B Win. B Win. Is it B Win? I don't know. Win. Yeah. B Win. <laughs> I I honestly have never known that. I they sponsor some teams, right? I've seen them. Uh, they're ubiquitous yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. in European yeah, yeah. football. But. Yeah. So Manchester City's at plus 350, Barcelona plus 500, Liverpool plus 650, Real right. Madrid plus 800. That is uh, horseshit, in my opinion. Juventus plus 900, and then PSG plus 1,000. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's way too much respect for Real Madrid, I think. Um, wow. I th- well, I mean, I, come on. I think, I think the top four, the four favorites— and I've said this for for weeks now, um, although not on this podcast because we've been, uh, you know, we've been on Absent. the uh, in rehab. You yeah, know? yeah. There this we podcast go. has been recovering. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's going to be one of these four teams. I think it's going to be City, Liverpool, Barcelona, or Juventus. Wow. I I, I don't see any yeah. I don't see any club outside of those four winning. Real Madrid, man. I mean, uh, you, I I just think it's like. Yeah, you might say, oh, you know, they're chaotic and, you know, terminally mismanaged and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, they still have incredible players, and they and and they this do, seems to be the competition that they, this seems to be the competition they kind of they thrive pros- in. That true. they're prospering. So true. you know, it's very true. I, I don't know. Like, I think I actually think it's going to be um, a lot more difficult. Well, first, first, let's just say something about Inter because I think Inter. Are worth discussing a little bit. Like, I mean, you know, there's renewed uh, attention on them, I guess, because they've just taken two of uh, uh, Manchester United's. Uh, yeah, a couple of exiles. Um, yeah, a co- couple of Man U exiles. Rejects. Um, but they, they were already a, a pretty good team beforehand, and now they've got a very good manager who seems to operate well in sort of short bursts. He's a sort of first season specialist. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think they're, they're definitely a, a team to watch. They're probably... Just to bring it back to the, the betting odds, they, I, I agree. I think they... They're better I, value. I, I, would give them, I would give them a slight edge over Dortmund to, yeah. to make it out of that group. Yeah. And uh, looking at these odds, they're a plus 5,000, you know? Yeah. I, I'm under no illusions uh, that they're going to win... The competition. I mean, yeah. I think there have been more shocking results in, in the Champions League and, and European football in general than than the idea of an Antonio Conte coached inter team, you know, going all the way. A, sure. a club that's won the title in this last decade. Yeah. But um They're worth a flutter. It's a decent plus five thousand. That's a that's a good those are those are yeah. tasty odds. Yeah. Get, um I mean get I get on it. Get on it now. I, although I although I just said that I think only one of those four big juggernauts yeah. will win, um, invariably there's going to be a dark horse that goes to the semis. Yeah, you know, if not the final, like I that, that happens perennially. And I think Inter, I think they're a good shout. Um, Atletico is always yeah. kind of one of those teams. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, obviously, I don't think Atletico would be as as surprising as Inter. 
right? Uh, just because they've been in the mix for a while, they've they've been to uh, a couple finals in the last several years. But yeah, um, they're an interesting team, you know. Post Griezmann, it's the the dawn of the Zhao Felix era. Yeah, um, Kieran Trippier, can't yeah. forget about him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they drew Juventus. Uh, in their group, um, and that'll be a rematch of the the knockout stages uh, last year. Right, Ventus's big comeback against uh, against Atletico. Right, Cristiano tormenting Atleti once again, taunting yeah. them on the pitch. Yeah, um, but yeah, what, I mean, what a man! It's that's a good group. Um, those will be compelling matches but I mean, yeah. you know neither of them you know they're gonna they're both going to make it out yeah you, you'd expect so i mean well what what about city i mean you know city have this trip out to ukraine and they've got to go to um uh, oh, croatia a, as well cakewalk for no it's like i don't know and atalanta were like third in Serie A last year and and is sort of still relatively well placed this season as well i think so you know i don't know that's that's yeah. not straightforward. That seems like the kind of... It is straightforward. That, 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 Who, so what is straightforward for you? I mean, it, okay, okay. So a straightforward, a straightforward group is um, Group A. Like Real Madrid and PSG against Galatasaray and Club Bruges. I think there's a clear top two there. I think Galatasaray uh, has you know, better pedigree than... Some of these uh, or, or Liverpool's vagabond group. clubs that City will be up Li- against. Liverpool. I mean, Atalanta is an interesting... It's, yeah. it's an interesting prospect, the idea yeah. of them making it to the knockout stages. Yeah. And I think they have a real chance. Um, you know, Shakhtar, I guess they've, they're have they perennial Champions League yeah. competitors. But uh, yep. I don't know. I, I The travel isn't ideal, I guess. You know, anytime you have to venture that far east, um, yeah. you probably don't relish it. But I, I, don't, I don't see City being tested at all. Yeah, look, I mean, okay, look, I, I take your point. I, they're all, like, relatively straightforward groups for all right. the big clubs. Um, I don't disagree with that. So, to that end, which... Group G is pretty shit, isn't it? Who's no, that? it's fine. It's got the historic Champions League club of Benfica. Yeah, Group G is definitely the weakest one. You got um, Benfica, Lyon, RB Leipzig. And, and Zenit, yeah. Zenit, St. Petersburg. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty putrid group. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Lyon will probably top it, and then you'd probably I don't know Leipzig is probably I might give them the the edge over Benfica. Yeah, um, I don't know Benfica. They got the Champions League pedigree from nineteen sixty. They do. They do. Sixty one when they won. They do, but I I don't know. I think um, I think Jurgen Klopp actually uh, gave a shout out to. Leipzig before the draw, he was saying, yeah. you know, they're one of the yeah. He was base his his broader point was that there aren't really any weaklings in the entire field, and, right? You know, he mentioned them and uh, yeah, they're currently third yeah. in Bundesliga. Yep, they after, finished after third last match. year. Yeah, they finished yeah. third again last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, we're not big Bundesliga guys here. At yeah, <laughs> yeah. we got to we got to develop more of a Bundesliga presence. Yeah, I mean, I was watching. Uh, Bayern play uh, what is it? Uh, Ber- Hertha. Yeah, Her- Berlin Hertha. Hertha. Hertha Berlin. Hertha, Hertha Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Hertha Berlin. Uh, yeah, that was the draw. Where, that was a the Allianz ago. or the Olympiastadion? Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Sprecher the Deutsch. Yeah. 
I took German in uh, high school, but yeah. um, that was well. A I mean, South Dakota is very German. Isn't it, it is very German. Yeah, yeah. a lot of men. You're German, aren't I'm you? Fucking German. German. Yeah, I'm a proud Kraut. Yeah, call me Tom Kraut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I think um, so. We're in agreement. The 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 Barca Inter Dortmund group. Yeah, uh, and of course the uh, the checkmates. Slavia Praha. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's, the, that's the group of death the, to the degree that there is one. Uh, yeah. You think uh, Barca is going to be tested? I think, you know, they'll have some, you know, away to Milan playing at the San Siro. That, that won't be easy. Uh, but, like, you know, I they're going yeah. to make it out. It's, yeah. I will say, I will say not, nothing about looking at these group stages really sets the pulses alight. No. Them, it's, <laughs> and that's, that's what I was feeling yesterday during the draw. It's like, and maybe maybe this was unavoidable just given the the makeup of the the pots that they were all yeah but like yeah yeah, you just look at it like none of the none of the big boys are going to be seriously tested and like the if if the the best club in all likelihood the best club to fail to make it out of the groups will likely either be Dortmund or Inter right you know that's not exactly like I don't know, like, you know, Chelsea failing to make it out of the group or, right. you know, like a bigger, like, I don't know. Right. I, um, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's just the nature of seeding. I, I don't know that you could, you could do it any other way. No, no. Uh, I, but it just like, seems like in, and you never know what's going to happen. It's like, you know, Tottenham and Liverpool both really had to sweat it out last year to, yeah. to make it out of their groups. And those away matches are tricky. Um, and if you get off to a, a less than auspicious start, you know, you, you drop your first two matches. Yeah. And, you know, like the pressure really ratchets up and uh, you just never know. It's like it is the beauty of the competition, right? It's this this wonderful intermingling of different footballing cultures and philosophies and styles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes that and I think cup football has this effect in general, but I, I think like that dynamic can enable certain teams to punch above their weight and mm. get results against, mm. against teams that are, you know, just objectively better and more yeah. talented. Um, and I think that's, what's, that's what makes it so great. Uh, you know, Spurs after just squeaking, I mean the, the two finalists. You well, know, yeah, they, I was, they I was, both, I was barely yeah. made it out of their groups. Last I was just going to say that, 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 that might actually sort of, in some respects, be a catalyst for for doing well in the competition, having a sort of near death experience in the group stage. Sure, because I mean, a lot of these, a lot a of great the, point. A lot of the big, um, a lot of the big teams last time just sort of cruised through their groups. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. But, no, that's a uh, good. That, I I hadn't really thought of that. I like that. You know, the idea of um, like having having a knockout match for all intents and purposes before right. the actual knockout stages. Right. It's a, it's a good point. Um, there could be something to be said for that. It's also just, you know, as I said, the, the nature of these cup competitions, it can be so fickle, you know, it can be so, uh, just erratic and wonky. And, you know, you get, I asked to, to just elaborate on that point. We talk about the two finalists barely making it out of their groups. And then yeah. marching to the final, like, you know, Ajax had to go the long route. 
Right. They didn't right. even automatically qualify. I mean, as was the case this year, too. They had to play that club from Cyprus mm. uh, to, to qualify for the group stages. But yeah. it was the same last year. And, you know, that's that's just that's great. That's great drama. Um, yeah. You love to see it. Yeah. You love to see Ajax back. Sean of their two biggest stars. But I don't I think, see it. Right. I, I, you know. I, well, yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Okay. They've lost their two best players. But um you have somewhere still, to be. Still got their. Uh, no. Checking your phone. <laughs> just, just making sure no notifications are coming through from. Someone important. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there's you no one important in my life. But um, yeah. So no, I I don't know. I think IX is still sort of uh, 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 are still worth um, keeping an eye on. Yeah. Like. Keep one eye on. Yeah. IX. Just, just well, always keep an eye on IX. That's, uh, well, that's that's thingy's group. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea's, Chelsea's group with Lille and um, uh, yeah, you know yeah. that's not a gimme for Chelsea. I don't know no. what to make of Chelsea at all. Um, they looked, I thought they looked really good in that Super Cup against Liverpool, um, and then in the Premier League, you know, they they beat Norwich on Sunday. It was Lampard's first win, right? But you know, they conceded two goals. Uh, I, they they've looked far from convincing in the Premier League. I yeah their I best know. their best player so far this season is Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Yeah yeah I have to uh, the man eat a who you once called the Toad. Yeah I well <laughs> that might have been my uh, that might have been me being hasty. an ugly American I have to say because I think I was just uh, bitter that Pulisic didn't get the start in that first match. Yeah and Mason Mount did yeah. but no he's I I didn't I mean I knew. Vaguely of him at Derby, I knew he's one of the the Chelsea loanies. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Pulisic, he's very good. He's very. He got an England call up too. So. Pulisic, the uh, the new Murata, would you say? I think we can oh, say that by this stage. No, Already no. He's had a much better start than Murata. Although Murata didn't Murata get off to a, a bad. He had a good he start. Had, yeah, really good goals at the beginning of his Chelsea career. No, I I think I think Pulisic is going to get on well there. I I've actually been pretty impressed with how. He's acclimated. Yeah, and how he's meshing. He's with not. Them. He's not Hazard, though, is he? I mean, all this shit about Surely him being not. a replacement. No, but I mean, people are saying he's going to bring similar qualities to Hazard. Well, similar, like, but he's got he, the pace, not the and same kind class. Of shit, but, no, not, he's not. Like, I mean, no. There's, there's no. So the the it's it's a stupid comparison. I think that seems like a bit of a straw man, though. I don't see them. No, I don't like, see many people saying he's, he's the, the next new Hazard. William. I would describe him as the new William. That's not a bad comparison. That's exactly, that wouldn't that's, be a bad uh, trajectory for that's him. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, the new he, Pedro. Absolutely. William, Brazilian international. and Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, as I said, uh, I think we were making this point in the, the last episode, the Premier League extravaganza. I was like, uh, I can't remember who we like in Pulisic to, but there are so many of these comparisons to you know, various European players like William and others um, to whom he gets, he gets compared. And, yeah. you know, any one of those guys would be the greatest U S player of all time. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, yeah. That's, I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Chelsea, that'll be one to follow. That'll be, that might be for my money. Group H, Lille, Chelsea, Ajax, Valencia. I, I think that'll be the most fun group. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll offer the most, That'll offer That'll, some real last day entertainment drama. for the neutral. Yeah, yeah, that, good entertainment for the neutral. That's I, what uh, we're all about here. <laughs> yeah, that should be that should be the slogan of this podcast: entertainment for the neutral. <laughs> for the neutral. I like that. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, so how are we doing? <laughs> I mean, this is a Champions League preview. Uh, isn't quite as um, electric as a Premier League preview. Not as electric. Uh, There's just not as much to say. Not I mean, as I think, much to I say. I think Rory Smith had an interesting tweet about this the other day. Well, but yeah. he was he was making the same point that we just did, which is what, like, what was his what was his just, point though? Well, he said, you know, he's struck by the lack of like. Jeopardy and just overall drama yeah. that we've gotten from like thrusting all these big clubs together. Yeah. All the English teams seem safe. All the big clubs seem right. safe. I think his general point was he, he said, what, what's the appetite here? And, he, and he's right. It's like, I, you know, looking at these draws. Yeah. It's, it'll be fun to see Juventus play Ajax and PSG play Real. And, but yeah, you, you just get the, you, there's this inescapable sense that like, no one is really threatened, and that does sap the the intrigue. You know, you want to. Yeah. Well, and so, but what, you want to dream about, uh, you know, Liverpool, you know, needing help on the last day. I mean, I mean, they, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I'm pretty excited for Dravenas Vezda and Olympiakos. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, You're Mat- such a hipster, Matthew. Yeah. I'm excited to see Matthew Valbuena just because I've always loved him as a player. And he's like Olympiakos's marquee signing, even though he's 34 years old. Okay. Um, so that, that'll be good to see. But yeah, no, look, I agree. But well, what do you think the bigger point that uh, Rory Smith was, was making was? Well, my, I don't think, I don't know if this was his point, but I, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, Give us your gloss. I, your my, it made me think about um, just the futility of a, a European Super League. Yeah, um, right. I think that if, so many of us, I don't think we're alone in like our, our reaction to, to this draw. And that's not to say that I, I'm not excited for this competition. I absolutely am. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I love the champions league, but I think, I think it it does underscore that the, the potential, the ceiling for a super league, the, the public appetite yeah. for having all of these teams competing on a regular basis is not as deep right. as as some people might have you believe. Right. And let's be real, that's not what it's all about. The the, the people who are uh, you know, slowly moving mountains to try to make this happen, yeah. they're not doing it in the interest of the fans. That's not what it's about at all. It's it's all right. about like generating as much money as they can and they think right. that they can get more I don't know, television dollars and, and, you know, even more advertising. I, and they might be right, but I think to the, the true football fan yeah, or soccer, yeah, God forbid, uh, you know, I, I, I think we like it as it is. I think yeah. we, we don't want to gut compromise these great domestic leagues right and and um well but i mean you're right exactly and there's there's just no i mean i I just question whether these sort of cross-country competitions are ever sort of club competitions are ever going to be able to excite fans like i mean what what scope is there for us to get really excited about you know say man city against you know Juventus. I just right. like even though they're two big clubs and they're they've got great players and all that, big budgets, all that kind of shit. I mean, what what is there there? There's it's a no, video no, game, right? Exactly. Staging, exactly. right? It's like it's it's fantasy and it's fantasy brought to reality, and that can be fun. I think that is 
you know, one of the great draws of the Champions League, right? right. The the prospect of, of seeing these great teams that otherwise wouldn't play right. each other go up against each other. Right, I, but, they're, like, but they're good, they're good as, as sort of one-offs. They're exactly. They're like sort exactly. of the, these but, little standalone matches. I mean, they're not, they're not good within a context of continuous competition. Like, there's right. nothing, there's no reason why, there's nothing to, to bind those clubs historically apart from their sort of presence in the most powerful footballing continent on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's not, and there's nothing in the, it's not like you can even point to the history of the European Cup and say, well, this is sort of a rivalry that's developed over a course of decades because obviously, you know, if you were going to have big rivalries based on history, you'd have, I don't know, Real Madrid against Reims. Yeah. Some team that they beat in the 1950s, you know, right, on a regular right. basis that made it to the finals or, you know, Nottingham Forest against Malmö or something, you know, restaging yeah. the uh, 1979 European Cup final. You know, like, so th- there's just, I don't know, there's just not a lot there and there's, there's nothing beyond sheer heft sheer size, sheer, you know, the sheer yeah, there's, budget there's, to, to bring these clubs together. There's something, there's something just like gluttonous and um, just indulgent about right. the, the whole proposition uh, of creating one of these leagues. And, and I, I think that it just, it waters down the meaning of these, these matches. It, it like, it's cool to see, uh, I don't know, fucking, you know, Liverpool go to Camp Nou, you know, yeah. like it's like, it's something that's, it is special. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen that often. And right. if, if you're just bringing that, you know, oh, keep, we're recording indoors and we, we still can't escape the, <laughs> the fucking sounds of the city. Uh, right. Exactly. If it's like a sort of regular season, where oh, waters it down. It, it's it, just, it does, it's yeah. not, it's not as special. And, I just again, I I keep coming back to my basic point, like the people who want to make this happen are are doing it for entirely financial reasons. Right. But it's under the guise of creating something so cool and scintillating that like fans would love. Who wouldn't want to see uh, Real Madrid squaring off against Manchester City like on a regular yeah. basis? Like, well. Many, many people. Many of us, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, uh, many of us would much... Uh, it, if it comes at the expense of Manchester City, you know... Bournemouth. Going, going to Bournemouth. Right. Or, or playing Burnley, you know? Right. Like, those still matter. Yeah. Like, English football... Domestic leagues are, I think, the lifeblood of, like, any soccer community. You yeah. Know? It's the it's these regional and local rivalries. And I think that... You know, so many people, especially English fans, they they talk about, you know, just football as a, a community sport. You know, yeah. these clubs, they're not just... This is why so many of these new owners in the Premier League, the Mike Ashleys, the Stan Kroenke's, why they've alienated fans because they're treating them solely as businesses, right? right. Um, and, you know, historically... <laughs> These clubs are are not. They're not just investments. They right. they they're something. They're symbols. They're pillars of the the communities they represent. For a long time, uh, they usually just had like local owners. Yeah, you know, owners who were fans and who who cared about the team. They wanted to win trophies. That was right. The the paramount consideration. How do we how do we win? And well, it's and and whoa, and and to that point, I think it's it's. 
I can see how maybe owners in, you know, the Premier League right now, the, the Cronkies and the, the Mike Ashley's, not that Newcastle is ever in the, con- in the conversation for sort of European competition or right. not, hasn't been over the last decade. Very sad. Um, so I can see why they would be into it just because yes. it's sort of such an attractive commercial proposition. Because but that then, community aspect the, doesn't mean shit to them. Right. But, they don't but care. The, they don't see it as a... As a uh, a symbol of the community, right? But but the, but then the, there's there's a very obvious obstacle in the fact that the two biggest sort of most successful teams on the planet, arguably Real Madrid and Barcelona, are member owned, uh, sort of you know they're they're, right. they're community owned. So you know I, I I don't know. It's it just seems like one of these ideas that will be spoken about, and you know I think in a year or two well, it'll, I, be, I, it'll be I, forgotten. To be clear, I'm not. This isn't a a blanket. Uh, denunciation of like the, the globalization of football. I think yeah. that it's, it's possible to have ownership that, that harbors like global ambitions, as you've seen with city, you know, like yeah. they're, they're trying to, you know, plant their seed across America and all these other markets. And they want to become a globally we were done recognized. With the Jeffrey team. Epstein portion yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> that is a nice way to shoehorn him yeah. back in yeah. the, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, yeah, which that, that's, that's, that's that's all good though. I think, but I, I think, I think you can well. do. I don't. I don't think that automatically has to come at the expense of the the kinship that a club has with its oh, no. community. No, of you course know, not. I think of you can. I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive at all. Um, but I do think the the idea of ownership treating clubs strictly as businesses and uh, power brokers who want to you know compromise these great domestic leagues and these great domestic rivalries uh in favor of you know a continental super league right i think those are related oh yeah i think those are related yeah. points those oh it's are... it's purely expansion for expansion's sake yeah. like there's no it's a real sort of ceo mentality right which is like we just have to grow because this is the the natural growth for of... the sake of growth exactly. exactly yeah and like that's just the you know the the gluttonous attitude of like free market capitalism. Right. Really. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's yeah, like, it I mean, it is, it's like they, it's this idea that like you, you can't, the, the idea that you're at like an optimal level. Yeah. Uh, in terms of your, your reach or like the number of teams or who exactly you're facing. It's like, that's just unacceptable to these, these, greedy bastards right. right it's like they they constantly have to be because they think that like well if you're just like staying play staying put or if if your organization has gone static it's like that's a problem there you right. know like you got to keep adapting and keep doing more. and like yeah you do but, uh, but you if, you're right but but uh, yeah, you, i mean you lose you lose the sort of the 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 quality and the flaws of what make these, or what makes these sort of competitions interesting, what right. makes individual teams interesting, is that they're not always perfect, right? Yeah. So, you know, to just have a series, to just have a season of all star games would be so boring. So boring. You know, like I mean, it's it's good that there are sort of problems with each of these squads, right? And you're gonna, I mean, I can see how the the Super League people would probably look at the reaction to the the. Champions League draw and say, well, fuck, you know, obviously people are not that enthused about the group stages, so we're going to eliminate the group stages and right. get straight to the knockouts and only have the See, yeah, exactly. Teams That's the, the mentality that I'm talking about. Right, like people right. would, that would be their reaction to it, which is not at all what we're advocating, you know, as we, as we sort of lament this 
fairly predictable or seemingly predictable group stage draw. I'm not saying, I'm not calling for a fucking abolition of the group stage or I'm not yeah. suggesting that, oh, then we should just like put these big teams, like let them advance and then right. like let the, the small teams duke it out. None of that. Yeah. We don't need to tweak it. Like sometimes the, the, the matchups will be scintillating and other times it'll be, it'll, it'll feel a little predictable and lackluster. And it's yeah. like, that's all okay. Yeah. And, and what do we love? We love a historically great player um, taking a historically poor team to a trophy. Yes. You know, Maradona in 1986. Yeah. LeBron. 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 That's, yes. Yeah. No, like the, the obligatory cross sport, yeah, cross American sport. Know, we got it in. Reference. Yeah. We got it in. We got Epstein in. We got LeBron in. LeBron. Yeah. Uh, I would say LeBron, uh, both 2015 and 2016 did that, even though he fell short in 2015. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, that was a, a truly remarkable one man performance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dragging a group of jamokes. Yep. Group of toads, if you will. Indeed. Um, but yeah, no, we just say no to uh, the Super League. Don't want it. Um, and, you know, like even beyond the Super League, there's they've talked about, uh, you know, upending the system in a way that would basically render the domestic competition fairly irrelevant. Like right. it would ensure automatic qualification for you know, the biggest clubs in Europe. And, yeah. you know, that sucks too. Yeah. Just, just leave it the fuck alone. These right. people just, this, we can, we can tinker too much, but at a certain point, you've reached the, the optimal state, you yeah. know? And just, just enjoy the ride. It, I mean, it works I, great right now. The I, coefficients, the, the, you know, awarding Champions League qualification to, based on how you finish in, in your domestic league, that's just, if they, if they change that, I think they're just gutting the entire competition. Yeah. Like, that's just... It's not the same anymore. I mean, you could definitely see how they will try to sort of shoehorn more sort of matches, more trophies, more competitions into the season. Like, mm-hmm. even this even this match between, uh, you know, the, the um, Liverpool-Chelsea match, right? Right. Yeah. The Super Cup. The, the Super Cup. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was really a big thing a couple of seasons ago. No. Whereas it seems to sort of be taken more seriously now. Yeah, no, they're... You're, Totally right. They're uh, promoting the hell out of it yeah. in a way that they didn't. I because I I remember I had a similar thought actually. Um, just thinking back to one year in college, it might have been my senior year, and uh, Barcelona were playing in the Super Cup. Yeah. My friends were like, "Oh, we were you know diehard fans," but we had completely forgotten that it was even on. I remember right. like we we came back from a bar one night and like we turned it on like there it was. Uh, it might have even been a replay. But my my point is, I. And I, I think, look, this is a byproduct of soccer just becoming more popular in certain markets, namely the United States Yeah. Um, since then. But, yeah, I mean, the Super Cup, they're, they're pumping it up in a way that it just right. it wasn't before. It was generally right. kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like... People really give a shit about it. Well, but yeah. it's, it's just all, again, in the pursuit of making more money, you right. know, making it a thing. Yeah. You know, it's not just a preseason friendly. Yeah. Like, this is a real trophy. Right. It matters. Right. You know, we're staging it at an event or at a, a neutral site and all that. Yeah. And like, yeah. have your fans come. Yeah, I think that, I think that's just partly the Americanization of it. Um, you know, just you love finding, it. finding new, you know, it just, yeah. Hyping, hyping these matchups, hyping the milking the cow for all that it's worth. Yeah, and uh, it was a good match though. I didn't mind the Super Yeah, that was yeah. it was fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, 
Yeah, could have been Arsenal good. in that game. Probably wouldn't yeah, have been as to, uh, wouldn't have been as competitive. Ten goals off making it there, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so right, we're at forty-five. Okay, on that on that sad note. Yeah, I think we can uh, wrap it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we, as flies to wanton boys. <laughs> yeah. We are for the gods. Oh, they kill us for yes, sport. So, uh, we are for the gods. So they let's kill just, us for the sport. Let's wrap. Who? who? I love football. <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> so let's end on a good note, a yeah. similarly strong note. Yeah, just as strong as Cantona, dude. Um, who do you like? Who's gonna Who's gonna win the Champions League? It's It's so hard to forecast. It's It's just It's a much harder league to prognosticate yeah. you know it's like we, we think about the premier league predict prediction episode we did a couple weeks ago you know there's just something more straightforward about it here yeah we don't know who's going to finish first and second in their group and all that but uh right i, I yeah who do you like well you i i i'm a city you're going for yeah, city yeah i think i think because um you know Pep has sort of always had this question mark over his his ability in the Champions League since he's left Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the kind of thing that he would want to correct or get right. Um, So I can see them like as as interesting as a three-peat is. I mean, I don't know. Do they really give a shit about that? Yeah, I'm sure they do. But winning the Champions League has got to be the thing for them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. And I think that, I think it's true, but I think that Winning the Champions League and the Premier League, you know, doing what that Manchester United 1999 team did. Yeah. That's, it would be the ultimate coronation, right? Right. To win their third straight the same year they finally break through and they, they complete their, their dominance over all of European football. Right. Um, I think they both matter a lot. I, I don't think, but I think that it, yeah, gun to his head. Gotta go with the Champions League. Yeah, they, they definitely are. It's like I said, they're all, whether subconsciously or overtly, there is some prioritizing that goes on right. mentally. And uh, I think you're right. That's you know makes me think. Which of those teams, which team is under the most pressure? I, I mentioned Barcelona, Juventus, and and City. I think you could make a case for Juventus. Mm. I think uh, even though obviously they've. They've they've won European titles in the past. Uh, for City, it would be the first. Um, but you know, Juventus has the feel of a team that's going all in this year. Yeah, and I think that there is this probably ambient anxiety there that if they don't win one while they have Ronaldo, it's right. like they've squandered it. Right. You know, they, they've squandered this gift. Yeah, they, 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 they bought him to they, win the They Champions bought League. him to get them over the hump. And and, and he's fading. Yeah, he's, he's fading. fading. Exactly. He's the, like, the window is closing. And so I think that they're... I think those are the two clubs. I think Juventus and City are, are definitely facing the most pressure. But um, yeah. City, for sure, uh, they want it. They're so thirsty for it. There are all these question marks about... Uh, not that many. I mean, I'm not. He's the best fucking manager in the world. Like, let's let's get real. Like, yeah, yeah. He, Pep is already basically an immortal. But uh, if they were to flame out in Champions League, if they were to like lose in the quarters of the semis, you know, like it's just it. Fair or not, like these narratives do get baked in, and yeah. like, it becomes a thing. Like, yeah, with a capital T, and. That would be, you know, he's just loath to end his time at City. 
you never know how long he's going to go. He's always kind of like an enigma of sorts, you know. Right. You get yeah, the sense that he's going to stay at City longer than he has at his previous stops, but yeah. um, he's also the type of guy who, you know, could get restless and say, "I need to take another sabbatical." Yeah. Or, so I well, think that, his contract goes until what twenty twenty two. Yeah, he did yeah. sign it, so he's going to be there for a few more years. But like, if he were to leave, my point is, if his time at City ended with, you know, probably like four or five domestic titles, right? He'll have the one hundred point season. Maybe he'll match that, or even. God forbid, surpass it. Right, but there was always the the caveat that yeah, of course. he fell short in Champions League. Right. Yeah, he. I'm sure that would give him nightmares. But uh, no, the answer is his old club's going to win. I think. Whoa. I think it's Barcelona's year. Damn. We, well, we talked about. I, I I'm drawn say, to clubs I on a mission. Buy in there for a minute. I, no. <laughs> I think City are on a mission. I think Juventus are on a mission. I think Barcelona. I think those are the three teams that. But they want that, it the most. But, but and what's, I just, what's the case for Barcelona, though? Like, I just don't think they're really that much prioritizing. They, I think I, I think, think they're, they're that be, much stronger than they were last year. I mean, yeah, they got Frankie de Jong and and and, it, and it, Griezmann, but I mean, and it and it took an epic comeback to beat them in the semifinals. They were very close to making it. It was a but that's but that's that's fucking pathetic. So like to lose a match four 0 But have they gotten worse since? Yeah, it was bad. It was an <laughs> abject failure, and I yeah. think that. But the, the, I think the, 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 I think that that can either that can that can ruin a team that can yeah. just destroy the psychology of a locker room. But I think I think I see them using it as a galvanizing point. I think yeah. I think that they're they're really hungry. I think Messi. You talk about the the how the clock is ticking for Ronaldo. Well, the same goes for Messi too. Sure. And I think that he will justifiably view this as maybe one of his last best opportunities to win yeah. another Champions League. Um, the window is closing ever so slowly. And I think, I don't know, man. I just, I I think they they tend to win this, like over the last decade plus, it's been like Barcelona's time in these like three to five year intervals. Yeah. They rise again. And their last yeah. one was was four years ago. Yeah. It'll be five uh, by the time the, the the final takes place who, in May. Who did they beat in that final? That was Juventus. That was Juventus. Juventus. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, if they get Neymar, they have Griezmann. I mean, they're they're yeah. better than they were yeah. last year. They if, definitely. If they, if they get Neymar. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, possibly. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, that's very. Already that seems like a really big sort of, I don't know how they're going to fit Griezmann in with Suarez and. Messy. I mean, yeah, I think, it's, it's I think not, depth, not, a, not a bad problem to have. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think you look at the depth that City has, and yeah. you say, well, having having a world class attacking player on the bench is not a bad. Oh, sure, thing sure, to have at your sure. disposal. So, yeah, uh, not to say that Neymar. I don't see him being relegated to the bench. I think probably Suarez would be, but uh, you know, I I still think I still believe in Neymar. I know. Um, He's become very polarizing. I think the the prospect of him moving to Barcelona is pretty polarizing among their fans, but mm. I I think it would really rejuvenate him, and I think he's still a great player. And uh, anyway, I like him. Yeah, Barcelona. You say City. Yep. Uh, I guess we'll we'll stick a pin in it. And we'll yeah. come back. Yeah. And uh, I love football. <laughs> <laughs>